Well, hello and welcome back to the Teacher of the Film Buff podcast, episode 26. Um, a little something different this week, actually. Not really going to talk about movies much, or at least in the traditional aspect. This is going to be much more of a recap, sort of review of not a movie, not a TV show, but in fact, Ace Comic Con Chicago 2019, aka Ace Comic Con Midwest, aka Ace Midwest, aka Ace Comic Con Midwest Year 2, whatever you want to call it, 2019. One of the biggest conventions uh, that I've ever been to in terms of talent, not necessarily in terms of the, um, you know, the venue or at least the ground they used. Um, terms of square feet or anything like that i think that that c2e2 still kind of holds the candle for that one or at least this past year star wars celebration uh, i think certainly had the most square feet in terms of space they used um i don't think there's ever been a convention as big as star wars star wars celebration 2019 chicago uh anyway they moved ace comic-con this year to down on the Stevens Center in Rosemont instead of the Navy Pier. Uh, I guess you can kind of consider a convention center. It's really nice. It's more of like a big warehouse that they used last year for Ace Comic-Con Midwest. That one had Chris Evans, Elizabeth Olsen, Tom Hiddleston, Karen Gillan, Lee Pace. Um, am I missing anybody? I don't think so. I think that was pretty much it. Oh, Zazie Beats as well. Um, yeah, I mean, a couple WWE people, I think. Um, that one was big. Obviously, met Captain America, met Scarlet Witch. Um, you know, big things, of course. But nothing can really prepare you for what I and a couple of my sisters experienced at Ace Comic Con this past weekend because I'll tell you, it's something. We're going to get right into it. But basically, you know, Yes, Chris Evans, Elizabeth Olsen were big, but let's just let's just go ahead and read off the the cast list here for Ace Comic Con Midwest. So you had no particular order here, just kind of going off the website: Tessa Thompson, Gwendolyn Christie, Norman Reedus, Taryn Egerton, Egerton, I believe actually, uh, Kiernan Shipka, Ross Lynch, Brie Larson. Kit Harrington, Jake Gyllenhaal, Tom Holland, and Chris Hemsworth. Is that the biggest convention I've ever been to in terms of talent? I think there's no doubt. And I absolutely met more than half of them. Uh, so that is going to be interesting to get into. But the more interesting, I think, thing to even talk about, to be honest, is the fact that this was the first convention first like you know meet and greet convention for a lot of these people including jake gyllenhaal brie larson said it was her first kid harrington i'm pretty sure this is his first like real meet and greet uh con gwendolyn christie i believe as well and maybe tessa thompson i think i could be wrong there obviously hemsworth has done it obviously tom holland has done it i've been to like six conventions that norman reedus has been to still never met the guy Taryn Egerton has done it. I think the two people from uh, Sabrina has done it as, have done it as well. Kieran Chipka and Ross Lynch. Not sure, though. 
Uh, but this is a lot of first-timers, and I really enjoyed that. I always enjoy that Ace Comic-Con tries to bring out new talent, people you haven't met before, you know, people like that. So, And kind of going into this weekend, obviously I had a packed schedule with a lot of people, but I had a couple goals in mind in terms of what I was what I was setting out to do, what I hoped uh, that I would have either done or bought by the end of the weekend. Of course, the number one goal when you go to these things is always to buy as much you know, great merchandise, great gear, artwork, you know, all that stuff. And to me, most of it, I always go into it trying to find the great Game of Thrones stuff. Because to me, I mean, you know, you know, I love all that stuff. But to me, the Game of Thrones is by far the most passionate fandom thing, I guess, for lack of a better term, that I, I, that I have in, in the history of my life sure 25 years but you know like i love star wars too it's it doesn't come close to game of thrones nothing comes close uh so of course you know i'm even wearing a shirt right now that i just bought over the weekend but i had to buy as much game of thrones gear as possible make sure that i was gonna get to every photo and autograph on time or as close to on time as possible of course there's some major obstacles that come into play there and, uh, and of course, a couple things that I wanted to at least say or share with the, uh, you know, the different actors, talent that were uh, there to make it a little bit interesting for them, a little bit, you know, change up uh, to their usual day. Um, and, you know, did I do it? We're going to see. So running down, because I was there all three days, I did buy the Kit Harrington VIP pass Um you know, so that gets you all three days VIP entry, photo, auto with, with kit, uh, reserve seating for panel, yeah, blah, blah, blah. All the good stuff. Um, but so Friday was going to be the Gwendolyn Christie photo. Saturday was a bunch of other stuff. Sunday, I had a couple photos with Bree and, and Jake that I was planning on having. Um, but then, of course, they're spread out with the panels, um, you know, different little bits of, you know, artwork and, uh, you know, T-shirts that I had to go out and, and sought after. Uh, maybe a little Funko Pop hunting as well, which, to be honest, I don't know. I've been a little let down by the uh, Funko Pop presence at a lot of these conventions of late. I, I feel like it's 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 lacking, uh, at least in my opinion. Um, of course, poor me, right? I mean, first world problems, sure. Anyway, um, but I love that even even Friday, I get there, you know, the convention starts at 4. I believe I was even allowed to get there at 3. I didn't get there till 4.30. I worked till 4. Got to get, you know, got to work till 4 and then get there at 4.30. So, um, but of course, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to be able to claim my ticket, go right in. Nope. And of course, my dog's barking in the background. I'm sure you can hear that. Um, but uh, I love it. Literally right when I get there. You can already tell. I'm like, this is Friday, and we're this far behind? We're th this many lines? I'm like, oh, this is freaking crazy. Um, but you had uh, the VIP line. You had like what, 9, 10 lines, I don't know, 60 people deep. Maybe not 60, but 40 to 50 people deep. So that's four or 500 people just waiting in line for VIP and claiming their badges and stuff. General mission was a mess as well, but that was going a lot faster. I was waiting in line to get my VIP badge over an hour probably to get the you know the photo and autograph slips as well over an hour over an hour excuse me 
um, but did finally get in there. And then, of course, you know, from there, it's just kind of, you know, you're looking around before the first thing. And the only thing I really had on Friday, I wanted to spread it out as much as possible, but there really wasn't a lot uh, potential there to spread out the photo and autographs. So the only thing I could really do on Friday night was my photo with Gwendo and Christy. But that wasn't until 7.15, I think, is when it was uh, supposed to be. So what did I do? Well, I was searching for T-shirts. And uh, boy, did I find some. Because normally in the last, you know, couple of conventions I've been to, the t-shirt variety with Game of Thrones hasn't really been there. But I found a jackpot. Because I found a Hodor shirt that was fantastic. Uh, Sir Gregor Clegane, Mountain shirt, um, Brienne of Tarth shirt, Tormund shirt, you know, all about his, like, the Torment Giants Bane milk, the giant milk that he, it was fantastic. Um, an I Love You 3000 shirt, which I absolutely needed. Um, again, needed. Pfft. All right. Poor me, right? Okay. Uh, and a couple of Avengers shirts, actually. So I bought, like, five, six shirts on Friday. Uh, and Sunday, I ended up buying a Samuel L. Jackson one that was in, like, the font and lettering of uh, Sam Adams, which is my favorite beer anyway. So I thought... That shirt is an absolute must. Um, and then, yeah, basically from there, it was kind of just stalling time, waiting to make sure I had the right line for my photo. Got in line for Gwen and Christy. That one took a while. Um, but, it, you know, it, nothing compared to Saturday, I'll tell you that. But I did, of course, I get the photo of Gwen and Christy. And I found it interesting because, you know, this you got these celebrity photo up, guys. Uh, walking around to make sure everybody in line knows the rules you know you can't can't give them hugs can't use props can't do poses you know all this stuff that inevitably when you get up there there's people that always ask them to do it and and most of the time 75 percent of the time the celebrities will you know do what you want them to do in the photo whether that's hugging whether that's like a you know for tom holland like a spider-man pose whether it's holding up a flag like i saw later on the weekend with brie larson um you know things like that um but for Gwendolyn Christie was like what do you mean no touching like what can I even put my arm around her like well that's not normal for a photo op like you're always allowed to do that be really freaking weird if you weren't uh, I'm like what am I just was standing with my arms folded like what, what is going on but of course as you get closer like this guy's all talk like I've done photo I've done like 30 to 40 photos with celebrities like this and they, they, they never tell you that you can't touch them so it was weird um but I think he just means you know touching in a bad way which is completely understandable but just be a little more clear next time but anyway good photo was pleased with that one that was basically friday that was the that was it for friday it was just more of i wanted to get you know through some of the things i was going to buy meet the one celebrity i had for friday and that was kind of it um saturday this is where the insanity begins uh because the schedule of course for me everything ends up being within an hour and a half of each other. I mean, like five different things I was going to do or four different things because I was able to move around a couple of things. Before, you know, I had three photos, or no, two photos, two autographs within uh, within an hour and a half of each other. And like that is, I mean, at these things, that's nearly impossible to do because inevitably some one celebrity's backed up and one celebrity's moving really fast through them and you can never time it out right Luckily, you know, things played out fine. Um, but yeah, so that, that was kind of the breakdown. But anyway, Saturday kind of began um, 
with Gwendolyn Christie's uh, panel, actually. It was, it was, what did it start out with? 12? Was it, yeah, it was 12, 12 p.m. the first panel. Um, and I was I was kind of let down by this panel, to be honest, because I, I Gwendolyn Christie's personality is so great for a convention. She's got such a, uh, an enthusiastic and and really, really um, outgoing personality that I've seen, and it certainly showed in the panel, but I, you know, I don't remember her name. I just, I would have preferred a different moderator, and I think that, I think the moderator was definitely told something from Ace Comic Con, because it certainly played out the rest of the, the same way the rest of the weekend, is that they didn't want any audience questions, which I found really, really curious. I was not sure why that was a thing, um, because usually you get the best questions from the audience. You get a lot of stupid questions. You get a lot of, oh, can you take a selfie with me? And, you know, that blah, 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 crap. Um, but usually you get a lot of, like, uh, questions that the celebrities will kind of inevitably have to answer because it's a fan. Um, so I was really let down by that. But I think the panel overall, 30 minutes or so, pretty dry, pretty boring. You know, whatever. But that's that's the one panel. And then it's a question of, like, you know, so I got my Kit, Kit Harrington photo 115, eat now, eat later, what do you do? Because you only have a certain amount of time before the next, you know, event is. Um, but anyway, we got in line for Kit. That didn't take too long. That was like 35, 40 minutes at most wait time. That's not bad at all. I think it's because mostly he didn't really have much going on before that photo. So it was an easy access, easy meet and greet. Um, gave him a good handshake. He commented on my shirt, which was the R plus L equals J with the you know nothing over it. Um, he's like, oh, man, your shirt, nice. Um, gave him a good handshake, thanked him for his time. He, even in the even in the photo, you know, I had a bet going with my sister. Like, does he give teeth in the in the smile, or does he go uh, just, you know, the normal celebrity lip smile? Because the celebrities never show their teeth in smiles. Let's be honest. Um, and most of the time, it actually looks better. I think that they're on, they're on to something there. Um yeah, but he actually did. He did. He gave us a little teeth in the, in the photo. That is a really weird sentence. I never thought I'd say, but that is absolutely what he did. Um, and then so we had some time. We ate, walked around a little bit, and then it kind of came time for um, Gwendolyn and Christie autograph. So I was going to get my picture that I had the day before signed by Gwendolyn. Um, that was supposed to start at 4 p.m. I'll tell you. This was the most ridiculous part of the weekend because I didn't end up getting that autograph. Six fifteen, maybe six oh five, was when I finally got in there for that autograph. After originally lining up at like three forty-five for that that autograph, I mean, same thing happened with the VIP. Same thing happened with the group after. Like I can't imagine like. I mean, I'm not blaming my Gwendolyn at all because, I mean, there's hundreds of just autographs, boom, just just, just consistently just like a robot, just signing your name, signing your name, signing your name, signing your name. Um, and, like, you know, I'm not going to be one to comment on her autograph, but it's not necessarily, like, the most original, you know. You know, it's just kind of like a big G and a C, but that's, you know, that's quite okay. I found it weird that they didn't allow us to personalize it, but maybe that's because they're running behind so much they couldn't. Unfortunate, but oh well. Um, but that was going on because I didn't end up getting that one until like 6.05, so I'm kind of, you know, going all over the place with this timeline here, but um, of course, Chris Hemsworth's photo was also running late. That was supposed to be at 4.30. Of course, it's ultimately, ultimately worth it because when we ended up getting that, I think it was like 5.10, 
515 when we finally got up there for his. Um, gave him a good handshake. Very Australian guy. It's weird almost hearing. It's weird seeing him in person because, he, yes, he's jacked, but he's also a lot thinner than you think. It's like, you know, I think for Thor, they just really beef him up with the food while he's working out, so it just has that beefy Thor look, of course. Different story for Avengers Endgame when he, uh, you know, he's got the fat suit on. But, um, you know, he gave us good pat on the back. He thanked us for coming, blah, blah, blah. It's a typical photo op. You know, nothing really special about the Chris Hemsworth one, um, but it was great. I mean, I got to meet Thor. You know, I've now met Thor, Captain America, Spider-Man. Like, come on. Come on. I mean, that's, you know, you can't get much better than that. You can't get much better than that. So, anyway. Um, that was Chris Hemsworth. Kind of had to go back to Gwen's autograph line at that point. This is before we got it, so I'm kind of going back and forth again. Waiting in line there, but then it was like, oh, is Tom Holland's line ready? And then we kind of had to go back for Tom Holland, blah, 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 blah. Um, but anyway, while we were waiting in line for Gwen and Christie, this is what I love about these conventions, because you got the celebrities who've been there for a while, and you got the celebrities who, this is like their first time. So you can clearly tell this is Gwen and Christie's first time doing it, because she was a little rattled when we got in there. Just the amount of people, just you can tell she was just tired. She was tired, and it was completely understandable, but she was definitely like, very tired. Um, and then you got people like Norman Reedus, who've been, I mean, probably, at this point, he's probably been hundreds of conventions, you know? Um, I mean, he's been doing it for years. I mean, the first one I saw him at was 2015, and I think I've seen him at least one convention every year for basically that entire time. Um, and, and yeah, so he... Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, this is what I was going to say. He was basically, you know, like he did for Andrew Lincoln, all those pranks he was pulling on set with Walking Dead. He went out, pulled the curtain out, in front of all the fans waiting in line, sprayed him a silly string. Pretty funny, because what if somebody was about to go to a photo and they didn't want to get their hair messed up with a silly string? I don't know. I found it really funny. Um, that's the stuff I love. That's the stuff I love. Keeping it interesting for everybody else involved. Um, so that was uh, Norman Reedus there, kind of keeping it interesting. But yeah, so then we went back for the Tom Holland photo. Um, this was the most buzzed about person all weekend. Not only from my sisters, from me, everybody else. It's just like, dude, this freaking Spider-Man. Like, he's younger than half the half the people there. But he's freaking Spider-Man, you know? It's freaking Spider-Man. Same thing last year with, with Chris Evans' Captain America. And I'll tell you, there's about triple the people there this year than there were last year. So I don't think there's any reason for them to go back to Navy Pier next year. They should... If they're doing another Ace Comic Con, which I sure hope they are, they should uh, keep it at Rosemont. That's my opinion, at least. Um, anyway, the Holland photo was great. A little spacey. He's definitely a little tired, too, as uh, we'll get into a little bit later with his panel. Um, but it was completely worth it uh, for my sister's action, uh, reactions alone from you know the photo just coming out of there just so like, oh, my God, what did we just, oh, my God. Because um, that one was more for them. You know, like Hemsworth's for me, Carrington's for me. That's... The Holland ones more for them. Um, then we went back to the autograph area to get Kit Harrington's autograph. Um, yeah, so then I think I might have messed up the time there. I don't even remember. It's so it's so convoluted at that point. Um, but I love the Kit Harrington autograph experience because yes, we had to wait in a while in line for a while, but he was he was really taking his time with the signing. He was looking us in the eye. Um, he was thanking us for coming. Uh, at one point, you know, my sister's name is Mary Kate, and he was like, Thomas and Kate Mary. Oh, no, Mary Kate. It's very British, you know. Um, 
Love Kit Arrington. Great guy. For some reason, I didn't expect... I didn't expect him to be into the whole Comic-Con experience as much as he was. But I, I really enjoyed that he was he was really loving it. And that's that's all you can really ask for. Uh, maybe he won't love it in a year or two when he's done these things a lot. I actually do hope they bring him back next year when the Eternals um, is in theaters. We'll see. Um, where are we? Yeah, no, he took his time. Oh, and then, yeah, that's right. Right before we left, I thanked him. You know, I was like, thanks for a great eight-season run. It was great. Appreciate it, kid. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. You know, blah, blah, blah. He's very appreciative as well. I had to just thank him. I feel like, you know, he doesn't get thanked enough because there's so much hate out there for season eight. Man, I just wish. Star Wars and Game of Thrones fandom, it's just broken apart. I hate it. Can't stand it. You can have difference of opinions. Don't be, don't be hating people though. Don't be hating the showrunners. Don't be hating HBO. Ugh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Um, but anyway, yeah. So there's a lot of back and forth between Kit, Tom Holland, blah blah blah. Meanwhile, the panel for Brie Larson and Tessa Thompson was supposed to start at four thirty. I don't think that thing started till six fifteen. Um, they went for like thirty minutes. And then finally the Jake and, and Tom Holland, Jake Joan Hall and Tom Holland panel, which was absolutely incredible. And been a lot of good panels over the years. Stephen Mel's had a lot of good panels. The Back to the Future panel was really great. The Carrie Fisher panel at Wizard World 2016 was fantastic. Um, just some of the ones that come to mind. Um, even like the um, the Jody Sweeten panel, Wizard World 2015 was great. You know, a lot of good panels over the years. This one was up there, for sure. Um, you had like Tom Holland spacing out up there sometimes, just like, staring at the audience, not realizing what's kind of happening. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal being the calmest guy possible because that's what he is. That's his personality. Um, you had the moment where Tom Holland's talking about doing Devil all the time, and he's like, "Yeah, when I was doing that, and I was telling Jake, yeah, I'm gonna do this movie," and Jake's like, "Yeah, I'm." producing devil all the time dude like come on dummy um found that really funny these guys just have great chemistry i think that they should do a movie together besides spider-man i think the easy answer is like a buddy cop movie um but i would like them to do i don't know i, I don't know some sort of comedy it doesn't need to be a buddy cop comedy but the, their comedic timing together is fantastic and they clearly have chemistry Maybe Jake Gyllenhaal plays his, like, father? No, that wouldn't work. They're only, like, 16 years apart. I mean, maybe you could play into that. I don't know. Thinking out loud here. Um, you know, I love that, that Holland mentioned that the Disney-Sony thing was the craziest week of his life. Um, you know, Tom Holland mentioned he started shooting Cherry on Monday with the Rooster Brothers, which is today, of course. Um which, again, testament to how great these actors are that they spend this much time on a convention then go back to shooting Monday for 12, 15-hour days. Like, that's, that's insane. Um, anyway, Saturday was crazy. I found it interesting that, that he didn't mention Chaos Walking at all. But, you know, that movie is certainly in trouble. We'll see where that one ends up. 
I think it might be a streaming service one. I don't think that, I mean, but then you got you got Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley in one movie. So there's got to be box office appeal there. There's got to be box office appeal. Anyway, that was Saturday. Let's go to Sunday here. Um, kids panel started off the day at 12. Fantastic panel. I don't know if it's as good as Jake and Tom the night before, but it was really, really good. Much better questions um, this time around. Um, I, you know, I think that there was, it's not so much that the, the moderator uh, was better. I just think it, it was just more free reign, I guess. Um, you know, things like that. Um, they discussed taking back, you know, taking some time, step back from Game of Thrones. Uh, you know, he, he spent like three to four months off before Eternals. Uh, of course, you know, he discussed Richard Madden. You can clearly tell, and I'm going to play a video clip in a second, but you can clearly tell he wants to talk uh, more about Eternals, but knows Marvel was going to take off if he does. Um, gosh, he mentions a couple of things that I'm going to play in the video that are really, really cool. But let's see if this actually plays well. Let's take a look here. Years in, when, when he left the show, you know, something, something really did shift, and the show became something else, and, and, but losing, there was a marker where losing Richard, it, it really, you know, it changed the show, and, and um, some of my fondest memories of Game of Thrones are with Richard Madden, and yeah, and he's, he's, a, he's a wonderful man, and he's still one of my very, very good friends, and my very good friends. Yeah, I think the Red Wedding broke all of us. I was, I was, I, that, that scene, they, yeah. When he dies, the red wedding broke all of us. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah, and and I don't know. Like I saw him the other day when um, we we met we 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 met. I don't know what I can say. We met um, and. Um, <laughs> uh, sure you can. I, I won't tell anybody. Yeah. He, <laughs> and he yeah, he's very good. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you What are you most excited for in the world? Dane Whitman. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just excited that they, so far, like in, in my young career, still just about young career. Um, you're, you're young, you're fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I went from a, a brilliant um, play which sort of kickstarted my career called Wars, and I went from that, and then Game of Thrones came along, and that lasted 10 years. And then, you know, just as I said no to War Wars, Game of Thrones came along. As Game of Thrones finished, uh, Marvel came along, and so really what I'm excited about is getting involved in a, in a new world, in a new universe, something that I, I you know, coming here, I can see just how passionate people are about this world, and it's the first time I've met people on, on that level of talking to them about Marvel, and I'm just thrilled, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a whole new chapter and, and a whole new character to, to start thinking about. And one that, yeah, on, on, you know, without saying too much at all, on the surface, could look a little bit like Jon Snow in, 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 in who he is in the comic, but actually, I think there's a lot of... Is it the king or the sword or the flying winged animal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, you, you've mastered the Game of Thrones fans. But are you really ready for the MCU? <laughs> See that? All day, every day. You go to the grocery store, everything. Yeah, I, I, I hope so. 
much. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. I'm ready for it for sure, yeah. yeah. Now, if we get to do more Marvel movies, and I'm not going to quiz you on which ones, but who would you cast besides Richard? Who would you cast with you, and what role would they play? If you could pick any Marvel character. Oh, I don't know. No, I don't know. I'm not going to go into it. So I'm going to switch over now to some fan questions. Yeah. Oh, there was Kit Harrington um, speaking on many things there. God, I, I really I cannot stand when moderators ask that question like, oh, what character would you like to play if this scenario happened? Or what actor would you like to play? It's like, uh, it's so tiresome. It happens at every single panel. Thought we might get through the kit one without it, but of course she's got to ask that near the end of the uh, initial part. Then she goes into the audience questions. There's a lot of good audience questions as well uh, in terms of the Twitter. that She was she was kind of reading them off cards. It wasn't anybody in the actual audience asking them. Again, disappointing. But got to live with it. But I love when he's just talking about, oh, and Gemma Chan, and then you know Richard Madden, and I saw him on the other day, and then he kind of stops himself. He's like, oh, crap, I shouldn't be saying that. I know better with Game of Thrones. I shouldn't be saying that, blah, blah, blah. Love that. That was that was really great and pretty genuine, um, you know. And I love that he kind of, you know, agrees there that, you know, on the surface, Dane Whitman kind of feels like a little bit like Jon Snow. Um, but there's differences. There's differences. Um, not something that I really know yet. I got to kind of look into that character a little further. But nevertheless, um, ecstatic for him to be in the MCU and hopefully be in more Marvel movies down the line, possibly a future Avengers movie. Um, so that was that was Kit Harrington, a.k.a. Mr. Jon Snow. Then it kind of got into the Jake Gyllenhaal photo part of the day, and I, I got to say it's easily the fastest lines of the weekend with him. I don't know what it was. Maybe he just didn't have as many other things that he had uh, on the schedule. Maybe he didn't take as many breaks. I don't know. But wow, I mean, way faster than any other celebrity the whole weekend. Um, and I love it. So I get up there. You know, they have lines. These lines go fast. Right when I get up there, I step up to the red tape and one of his like guys is like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah to Jake. And he says something about music. And like Jake's, oh, okay, yeah. So he steps out and he's He's looking on his phone for a while, changing the music to the, the speakers that are in the little room there. And he's got to, like, change the song like three different times before he finds, like, the right song. And I found that so funny because I'm just standing there. I'm just like, okay, what's going on? Uh, you know, we're going to start this photo here, or what are we doing? Um, ultimately, he decided on Drake, which I found an interesting choice. Uh, I don't know. I don't listen to Drake anymore. But um, anyway, it's a funny little anecdote. Um, but... I want this. One of the things I want to do over the weekend was I wanted to tell Jake Gyllenhaal one thing. I want to tell Brie Larson another thing. I wanted to thank Kit Harrington, blah blah blah. Um, but I had to tell Jake, and I know he's heard this before. I wonder if anybody else over the weekend had actually brought it up to him. But I told him I was like, "You deserved an Oscar for Nightcrawler. Like you absolutely deserved that, and you're robbed." Um, and he was just like, "Oh, thanks, man. Thank you. You know everything like that." He's really appreciative, of course, but. It's just like, I can't even believe he was not. He wasn't nominated for that movie. That, to me, was the best performance of that year. It was better than Matthew McConaughey that year. Oh, was it Matthew McConaughey the year before? Oh, God, I can't remember. Did Michael Keaton win that? No, Michael Keaton. Eddie Redmayne won that year. That's what it was. The theory of everything. Great performance. To me, still not as good as Jake Jonah. That's one of the best performances of the last decade. Uh, to me. 
Um, but man, gotta say, it's pretty easy to get lost in those eyes of Jake Jono. That's all I gotta say. Uh, then from the Jake Jono, I got a pretty big gap in between that, the Hemsworth panel, Brie Larson photo later on. So I went around, bought a couple pieces of artwork. Um, you know, I was, I was kind of debating between a couple of, uh, different pieces, uh, different prints, if you will. Um, the one I got, I had to, when I saw it, I knew I wanted it. I'm just waiting to see if the price went down over the weekend, which of course it didn't, but it was a, a print of Thor, or should we say Scovet Thor, Bro Thor, Fat Thor, Thick Thor, whatever you want to call him, um, in Avengers Endgame, kind of like this, uh, it's like a bluish black with uh, white um, people, so Thor's like, you know, in, in white, very white, uh, and you have Meek and... and um, and uh, God, what is his Korg in the background? You got a PlayStation 4 controller. You got a slice of pizza. You got some ice cream in there. Just like that very scene when they first go and find Thor, uh, when Hulk and, and Rocket Raccoon go and look for Thor and they find him. Um, just kind of that scene played out in one artwork piece of artwork. Then you have uh, another piece of artwork I got, which was Jon Snow, big his big face in the middle, ghost at the bottom, and on the two sides his love, the loves of his life. Amelia Clark as Daenerys, and of course Rose Leslie as Ygritte. Um, love those pieces. Fantastic work. Can't remember the guy's name now. Of course, I didn't write it down. Anyway, then we had to wait for Hemsworth panel, and uh, this is this is where we're going to kind of get into the uh, rant uh, of Ave's Comic Con, at least this weekend. At least some of the things that logistically I think they could have avoided. So, for one, they open up the lines of these panels like way in advance, right? So they got to clear out the panels uh, and then get people in. Uh, you know, it's a it's a big process, very tough. Can imagine it's a logistical nightmare at times because uh, they have, of course, all the VIPs. They have to give the front row seating, just like I got for Kit. You know that sort of thing. Um, but I'm in line for Hemsworth like an hour before because I had plenty of time to kill. Um, you know, it's like ah, I got Brie Larson's photo at three forty-five. Got plenty of time. So, and his panel was supposed to start at 3. I lined up at 2.05. They didn't start letting people in the panel until 3.25. Okay? Whether Hemsworth was behind or not, you don't wait until 10 minutes before the panel starts. Actually, it was more like 5 minutes before the panel starts to let people in. Okay? The, the, the panel room was empty. You can let VIPs in. You can keep the VIP section blocked off until 10 minutes before the panel starts. Then you say, okay, if there's any seats open, go ahead and move closer. You don't leave people waiting out there in the middle of the convention floor, blocking everybody else from walking around just to stand there for over an hour while we wait for the panel room to not be empty because it absolutely was empty the whole time. I was so confused by that. It just befuddled. I was like, what What are we doing here? Like, I, and there's a point where like, oh, they let like 50 people in and then they just stopped letting people in. I was like, what, what, what's going on? Um, that was one of the many things that I did not like. They definitely overbooked the celebrities too. Like, I mean, there's a couple times throughout the last couple months they're like, oh, we just added an extra group for Tom Holland. We just added an extra group for Chris Hemsworth. He's coming on Sunday, so we added another group for this, blah, blah, blah. We didn't need to do that. We didn't need to do that. It runs a lot smoother, and I know everybody wants their money. 
Everybody wants their money. But it would run a lot smoother if you just didn't overbook them. Oof. Frustrating. Also, the space they used. I feel like they did use the bigger half of the convention center. They had the two sides, Donnelly Stevens. They used the bigger half, of course. I love how much room they did give the panel room because I feel like in years past, it's been out in the open. You can barely hear anything. It's just not a, not as good of a panel experience in years past. But this year, no, it was blocked off to the side. I, I was like, this was this is how it should be. I was glad it was like that. Found it uh, useful space-wise. Um, and um, But the rest, I mean... Everything else was crammed. The autograph photo area, yes, it's off to the side, but at the same time, could have been more room. You could have used the extra side of the convention center. There's nothing else going on. Unless that, that created more of a staffing logistical nightmare as well. Could have been. I could definitely see that excuse. So if that's that's the case, that's fine. I understand it. Um, you had the staff leaving early on Saturday night. Like uh, The Jake and Tom panel didn't start until after the convention center was supposed to be closed. It started at 7.15. Um, panel went to 7.50 or so. Staff staff was leaving at 7 because I don't think they're obligated to really stay. They're booked or they work hourly. I doubt they're getting overtime pay or anything like that. These are like some some of them are like volunteers kind of too. Yeah, the, the nightmare there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that part of it was really sucky. Sucky, what am I saying? Who uses the word sucky? Um Anyway, I left the Chris Hemsworth panel like five minutes in because I had to get to my Brie Larson photo, which, of course, was way late. So I could have stayed for almost the entire panel. Um, but anyway, I was getting really excited for the, this Brie Larson photo. Like, more excited for the, some of the other ones that I thought I would be more excited for. Like, I feel like I was getting more excited for the Brie Larson one than I was Tom Holland, than I was Chris Hemsworth. Um, not Kit Harrington, probably not even Gwendolyn Christie. Maybe not even Jake Hall, But I was getting excited for the Brie Larson one. I'm not sure why, but I think it was because of what I wanted to say to her. Um, and I needed, I told myself, I was like, I need to bring up Right on Track. Because Right on Track is the first time I even knew who Brie Larson was. This is in 2003, probably in 2004, when it was just on repeat on the Disney Channel. <sighs> Dude, one of the best three Disney Channel movies of all time. I mean, it's Brink, it's Alley Cat Strike, and it's Right on Track. Maybe throw in double teamed, maybe throw in motocrossed, um, you know, maybe throw in the um, oh god, there's that other uh, luck of the Irish uh, as well. Um, but to me, right on track is just one of the best ones. And man, to see where she's 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 come from from there. She's an Oscar winner now. Like that's I mean that's amazing. But I told her I was like. Hey Brie, been a, nice to meet you. Been a fan of Right on Tracks and or been a fan of you since Right on Track. Of course, take the photo and right after she's like, "Oh wow, that's really neat. Thank you so much. Like, thank you." And yeah, she was definitely stunned. I don't think anybody else throughout the whole weekend said that to her. It was all like stuff about Unicorn Store, Captain Marvel, blah blah blah. But if I had created some sort of stupid artwork for Right on Track, maybe she would have posted posted myself on that story. Anyway, doesn't matter at this point. But that's Brie Larson, so I, I love that photo. Um, so yeah, that's that was the weekend. Is it is it one of the greatest con conventions I've ever been to? I've been to 17 now. I think this one, along with the Fantastic Con 2014, 
because that was kind of my first, that was my first one, and uh, just the experience there was something special. I think Wizard World 2015 and 2016 were the best ones that I've been to. I didn't go this past year for the first time in five years. Um, Heroes and Villains 2016, because that was really special and intimate with all the celebrities. Um, Ace Comic Con 2018, meeting Chris Evans, Elizabeth Olsen, that was special. That also felt a little more intimate, to be honest. Um, Star Wars Celebration 2019, enough said. I mean, enough said. That whole weekend, one of the greatest weekends of my life. So yes, obviously, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was definitely one of the best ones. And I mean, the last thing I really want to say about Ace Comic Con in general is, I mean, you know, it's cheesy, it's lame, but like the fact that the celebrities, you know, can can still do these. So a lot of the famous ones, the A-listers do this um, still. Uh, you know, spend time with the fans. Sure, they get paid thousands of dollars. I get it. I get it. Uh, but this is their weekend, right? These are their days off and they're doing it. Um so I, I just, you know, Brie Larson posting stories of all these fans that inspired her, that created these great artworks or T-shirts, something like that. That's, that is what, that's what the Comic-Cons are all about. And I absolutely love it. But finally, the last thing, I wanted to run down real quickly, was the top 10 celebrities I now want to meet since I've knocked off Hemsworth, knocked off Kit Harrington, Brie Larson, Tom Holland, Jake Gyllenhaal, Gwendolyn Christie, blah, blah, blah. Well, I wrote down 11. In order, right now, off the top of my head, Leonardo DiCaprio, Sophie Turner, Amelia Clark, Saoirse Ronan, seven, Daisy Ridley, six, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling combined, because man, would that be a photo op? Would that be a photo op or what? Uh, five, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, four, Tom Cruise, that's a legacy thing. I mean, the guy's a legend. Three, Rebecca Ferguson. Two, my boy Christopher Nolan, of course. Maybe throwing Hans Zimmer, too. Uh, and then number one, I mean, was it going to be anybody else but Emily Blunt? I haven't even really talked about how much I love Emily Blunt as an actress on this podcast. I don't think really at all. She hasn't really been in anything since started the podcast. But yeah, she's absolutely number one. Maybe one day. Maybe when she finally signs on to a Marvel movie, she'll be at one of these things. Maybe. I kind of feel like probably not. But maybe. Um, anyway, that's it. That's the podcast. Episode 26 in the books. 17th convention in the books. That's it. Until next week. Thanks.